0: where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. Thanks for being with us, with me in the KFG studios, Joshua Gregory, and for the first time, insurance advisor on our team, Leanne Davis. That's right.
1: Hey, what's the biggest mistake people make with their home and auto insurance? Hopefully you're not making it, (laughs) but we're going to help make sure you're not making it. Today on the show as we discuss your personal insurance needs with that special guest Leanne
0: Davis. Yeah, that's right. We're excited to have her on the program. Guys, I've been uh, I've been I've been cooking it for a while. I've had this idea of having Leanne on the show for a few months, so we're we're excited to have her. If you have any questions, insurance is confusing. We're going to make some sense out of it today, but if you have questions, reach out to us. We can talk about it on an upcoming show. If you have needs, reach out to us as well. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574 574- Two 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 thousand, and all over social media as well. We've got Facebook and Twitter and YouTube all rocking and rolling. Just search Wise Money Radio. By the way, every episode is right there on YouTube if you'd like to engage in the show that way. Welcome to the show, Leanne. Thank you. Yeah. We're glad to have you here. And we're going to talk about some insurance things, make some sense of it. But before we dive in, as your first time being on the program, hopefully not your last, why don't you share just a little bit about yourself? Give us an introduction. Um, Let's see.
2: My name is Leanne Davis. I've been in the insurance business for 30 years plus. We'll say it that way. Don't look so old. It's not a complete (laughs) disclosure, there, is it? (laughs)
1: That's right.
2: I started out as a part-time gig and just for extra money, and then I loved it so much that I ended up making it my career.
0: That's great. We live in
2: Plymouth, Indiana, with my husband of 27 years, four kids. One's not really ours, but kinda. And uh, we live on a farm. We have three cows, couple dogs, cat, chickens, you name it. Who's got your beat? Who's winning do, here between Josh Do you Josh need and any we? sheep? <laughs> I don't need sheep.
1: You don't? Okay. I like
2: to have a goat, but my husband won't let me, so. Okay.
1: Josh, you have a goat, right? I have or no? a goat and yeah. some pigs. You have oh, a goat? <sniffs> what kind I of goat? I- it, it's a Nigerian dwarf, so it's, it's a little, a little one. one. It thinks it's a dog, actually. So. Okay, well, I'm gonna reel this in here. That's good. So, <laughs> so, I, I have
0: stories that could involve animal. insurance here. Oh, that's, uh. that's funny. <laughs> all right, yeah, wait, maybe we'll get into that. We've yeah. got we've got some interesting topics we're gonna we're gonna hit today, and several listener questions. But before we we get into all of that, I want to start at 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 a uh, at a high level. And Leanne, you've admitted uh, how many ex- how many years experience you have. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I want to tap yeah, into yeah. those years of experience and just, just get your opinion on what do you think the biggest mistake is that the average person makes? You've got a chance to meet a lot of new individuals, and, um, and as they've come in, you get to analyze and see what their current insurance situation is all about. What do you see the biggest mistake being?
2: The biggest mistake that I see is that Um, everyday people that don't know insurance, they want the cheapest that they can get at the lowest rates and the lowest uh, liability limits and that's not good for them. Not, Not in this day and age. Even on a homeowner's policy they want it insured for what they can sell it for but that doesn't mean that they're going to get out of it yeah. if there's a total loss. Right. That's the biggest argument with homeowners, more so your older homes, mm-hmm. because they're old. They don't build houses with big um, high ceilings and the big high moldings and crown molding around the ceilings, and they buy it because they like it like that. That's why they bought it. Right. But if there's a total loss... Right they don't build them that way anymore it's going to cost more to build that house and people don't seem to understand that.
0: Well, I can't necessarily argue with them either, but I, I do. I would ag- I would agree with you. Be, people look at that coverage on, th- say, the home, for example, the dwelling coverage. Uh, maybe they, when are they going to update that uh, language? That's that's like so 1980s. There, dwelling, <laughs> dwelling, the, the dwelling coverage, and you say, I can't tell my, my house isn't worth that. I know, I know. Yeah, they you're, pay
2: a hundred thousand for it because mm-hmm. it's older. Yep. But they buy them because that's what they want. They want that old Victorian. Right. They love that feel and that look. But you don't. You can't replace that today. In a, Builders in don't build with that material.
0: Right. And mm-hmm. if you if if you're trying to insure it and protect. That house and it burns, or there's a tornado. Then you've you've got to have um, an insurance value that will replace that house. Replacement it's re- cost. Replacement coverage. cost. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. The
2: biggest argument we get that we see on homeowners insurance. Well, I can't, I can't sell it for that. Well, if you're not, if you lose it, you mm. can't build it for that either. Right. So, is it really worth? Yeah. Paying the less amount of money for the premiums on the home to not get what you're paying for. I yeah. mean, that's the what we look at. And as far as the liability insurance on an auto policy, you hear the other carriers, Safeco, Geico, mm-hmm. you know, we can insure your car no matter what. But they're only offering you the lowest limits of liability that you can
0: Which is rarely, I I would say rarely appropriate, and maybe, I don't even know a situation where that would be appropriate. In my opinion, it's never appropriate. Josh, what would you say? In your experience, you know, you've got, what, 15 years of experience helping advise people on on Mm -hmm. home and auto insurance. What would you say a big mistake is, or the biggest?
1: Uh, Well, I, I would have... I'll I'll give the small one first, Uh, and maybe just because it's recent, had some new clients come in, and they were explaining some of their insurance history with other agencies uh, around town. and um, It's always interesting to me when people start expressing regret uh, that they didn't have the right insurance and they didn't know it. Or their insurance didn't perform the way that they thought it would when some sort of an event occurs. And, you know, we, we've come through uh, some stretches here where there's been lots of rain at times, water damage, or uh, sump pumps failing. Yeah. And if you don't have the right coverage in place, if your agent didn't add a few endorsements or sweeteners to the policy, you might find out the hard way that you actually don't have the coverage for certain events and so so one of the regrets that i see quite often is that people don't understand what they have until it's too late mm. and maybe that's a good segue into the much bigger mistake and that is maybe not having the right relationship with the agent themselves where they understand your financial life as well as you do, or they are somehow integrating their advice into your overall financial plan. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that, that only happens with great dialogue, great communication. If you ask yourself real quickly here, well, how much does my insurance agent really know about my financial life?" most people would say, well they, they know what cars I drive.
0: Mm-hmm. They know what my address is. Actually, I, I would assume most people say, I don't need to tell them a whole bunch. Of, they don't need to know a whole bunch about my personal financial That's right. life. That's right. So I'm I'm not throwing
1: stones at anybody here. I'm just trying to point out that um, the agent, if they're not asking the right questions and you're feeling like, hey, this is a need-to-know basis and you don't yeah. need to understand where I'm at, you might not have adequate insurance. Yeah, so well
0: that could be a mistake we're actually going to get into that to that next I, I'm gonna throw another one out there I, I agree with Leanne completely my my, my first uh, the, the biggest mistake that I've seen in my a decade plus of experience is that people are too focused on um, they're not as as focused on coverage they're focused mostly on price and so what ends up happening is they have coverage that's inconsistent mm-hmm. with their financial life you sit down with someone and you look and they've got 50. $1000 uh bodily injury you know 50 100 limits and their net worth is 300 or 400,000 and you say well this is di- there's some disconnect here but then along with that i would add in the mistake that we see often is people that have um done a good job and, and accumulated some wealth and done a good job managing their finances, and they don't have something called an umbrella mm-hmm. policy. Exactly. An umbrella, um, and we're going to actually talk a little bit about what that is. You've probably heard us talk about the umbrella policy on the show before, but there's just, it, but there again, it that's that's that points to the message of a lot of people are going around, driving around, walking around with coverage that with insurance coverage that is inconsistent with their overall financial life. I would even go so far as to say that even applies to deductibles as well. I see people with that have saved up a good amount in cash in emergencies and cash reserves, and they're they're driving around paying the insurance company a lot of money in premium because they have a $100 deductible. And yes, if you have a claim, I'd want you to pay as little as possible, but you're paying more in premium. We're going to put Leanne back on the hot seat. How do you find out what coverage you need? That question and a lot more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. How do you know how much home and auto insurance coverage you actually need? Name your price tools, all these great commercials. How do you really know? How do you know what you need? We're gonna answer that question in just a second. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard, coming to you from the KFT studios with me here Certified financial planner, Josh Gregory, and insurance advisor, Leanne Davis. So happy to have her expertise on the show. I want to say thank you to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for making the Wise Money Show possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you have any questions, let me just remind you, you can find us a few different ways. Online, wisemoneyradio.com. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, just search Wise Money Radio. And you can call or text us as well, 574-222-2000. That's five seven four two 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 thousand. So usually, I'm a huge fan of insurance commercials. If I could rank them, I'd say the worst commercials are Doritos commercials. Uh, just better than that, slightly better are the Coke or Pepsi. Those are those are kind of annoying too. We're gonna but, get hate mail. But but on but, Monday, listen, aren't we? but listen, the the car insurance commercials are hilarious. They are good. They are hilarious. Here's the problem though, Um, there's a radio campaign, some radio commercials out right now talking about how you probably have too much insurance and so don't pay for insurance you don't need, call us and we'll make sure you get get rid of all this excess. And now what's interesting, I'm just going to point out, the previous marketing campaign from this exact company was state minimum coverage for less. So they are out there promoting that you should have the bare minimum just to be legal. And then now they flipped the script and said, you probably have too much. Call us and we'll make sure you only get the little bit that you need. I totally disagree with that's this. That's
2: the worst advice ever. It, it is, mm-hmm. and, it, and
0: it's contrary to what we see all the time, which is the average person's driving around with too little insurance, not too much. And so that's why this really grinds my gears. Leanne and I'm gonna open up to Josh as well. How do people find out what insurance coverage they really need?
2: Well, at Corhorn Financial Group, we ask the right questions. Yeah. We don't just take their deck pages and say, oh, okay, we'll give you what you have now. We analyze what they have, what they need. Do they have kids at home? Do they have a pool? Do they have a trampoline? Mm-hmm. Are they... And are they exposed to a liability that some people maybe not be exposed to, for instance, the pool? Mm -hmm. Um, We don't just say, here's what you got, you can take it and run with it. Yeah. And we try to get you the best rate that we can, but we want to make sure that you're protected as well.
0: Right, the 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 best price with the worst coverage is not yeah. that. That's just not going to happen at at KFG. Um, asking the right questions. Well, I've found, and maybe you can speak to this too. We have a lot of new people that come in, and we ask them more questions than they than their used to from an insurance agent. Do you and, get that? Does it, anyone ever get upset with you and say, why are you asking me all this? And so
2: well maybe they don't mm-hmm. want to answer that question. Like, yeah. it's not your business how much money I make. Yeah. Well, maybe it isn't, but I want to make sure that when you walk out the door, that you're covered and you're protected. That's right. And that you, you can walk out feeling like, okay, if I'm in an accident on my way home, I'm not really going to have to worry. That's right. That's right. My house catches on fire. I'm not going to have to worry cuz she explained the whole thing. Um Corhorn doesn't hold back that we explain it. We protect them. Mm-hmm. That's what we do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that actually about our insurance team is they put their teacher hat on first, right? right. And they explain why is it that you need this particular coverage? And it it all has to do with your overall financial life because the whole purpose of the insurance is to transfer risk off your shoulders onto an insurance company who could handle a loss better than you. And yes, that costs money. Mm-hmm. My, my kids were asking in the car the other day, what in the world is insurance? And I explained it to them. And they, they said, well, doesn't that mean you're giving them money and you might never get a payout? Yeah. And I said, absolutely. But that's what people focus on, is that I'm giving money, and what if I never get anything in return? And I I tried to emphasize that, well, you're only giving money to cover the types of risks that you wouldn't be able to bounce back from financially. Well said. Right? And, And sometimes, that actually has less to do with the little fender bender, the little Mickey Mouse car accident stuff, and has a whole lot more to do with the risk that you injure a person hmm right mm-hmm. um you know when when people get damaged as opposed to cars the price tag is breathtaking some sometimes people die in those car accidents right. or they can't work anymore and so uh trying to protect put put the moat around the castle so to speak put your line of defense in place so that as you're building for your future you're not uh, at risk of having it all come unraveled
0: if the wrong event occurs We believe in in financial planning. The show is about financial planning. You know there's six areas to your financial life, present financial position, protection planning, tax planning, investment planning, retirement and college planning, and estate planning. So so this protection planning, it is a core focus of your overall financial plan to protect all of it. So if you're listening to the show, trying to get some wisdom on how you can build wealth and make smart decisions, don't look at it that any dollar spent on insurance is a step away from reaching your goals. No, it's protecting it's protecting those goals. I would also argue, I mean, we believe that the only way to get the best coverage and the right coverage for you is through the context of a financial plan. Leanne, we were talking about that right before we, right. we turned uh, the the microphones on about how Oftentimes here, we've got experts like Leanne and Cindy and Alicia and our, our team uh, and, and Matt and our team of insurance professionals, but we're collaborating. We're working with the uh, financial advisors. To get, so we're collaborating together to say, hey, here's what's going on in this person's financial life. Let's make sure we get the right coverage.
2: And as an insurance advisor, when a wealth advisor gives us their deck pages, we say to them, hey, did you know that they don't have right. this coverage? Right. Mm-hmm. That's, so not that, everybody catches it.
1: That is very helpful because we're we're often looking at insurance through the financial planners' lenses, right? We're right. We're looking at what are the terrible things that could go wrong. You're looking at the nitty-gritty details and making right. sure that you have all the right details in place, all the right components. And you're exactly right. That, that's why I think it's complimentary to have more than one set of eyes on those deck pages. Also known declaration pages. So th- those are the, the pages that actually spell out what the coverages are. It has the price tag on there. It's kind of a summary of what your are Your insurance
0: contract looks like. If you're motivated right now, and I I hope you are, this every show we try to spur you on to your next wise step. Uh, Review, review your deck page. Right? Do you need to read your entire policy? Well. Um, if you're a nerd like me, you might you might want to. <laughs> but if you just want to get the gist, look at your deck pages. It's probably two pages for well, your if home. You don't, th-
2: if you don't understand it, call us. That's we'll exactly right. We'll be happy yeah. to look
0: it over for you. That's the other thing. As, as I was teeing it up for Leanne and listening to Josh, I wrote, yeah, that's the other thing that you need to know to make sure that you've got the right coverage. You've got to understand your policy and your coverages. Your insurance agent should be teaching you. So... As hilarious as I think that name your price tool is and how those guys can sing in harmony and the guy, Jamie, starts <laughs> crying about it, that is hilarious. <laughs> By the way, name your price tool, what does that mean? No, name your coverage, my goodness, we've right. got this backwards. So price is critically important. It is important. i We just argue, it shouldn't be the most important. The coverage needs to be the most important. And that coverage needs to fit within your overall financial plan. After the coverage, you've got that, then go out and get it at the cheapest price. Let's talk about price for a second. Oh, go ahead, Josh.
1: Well, no, I was just gonna make the comment that this should also be reviewed, not just in the context of what's your home and your auto insurance, but what does your entire insurance package look like? I've seen some examples recently where people were actually overinsured on their home and auto. There, there was money to be saved there. You sound like
0: that commercial, Josh. Yeah. No, <laughs> they,
1: they were overpaying. I'll say it that way. There, there were more competitive options to get the right insurance in place, and we were actually able to free up some dollars to help them get Get some coverage that they did not have in place. They didn't have life insurance. Mm. And so, you know, we, we took a more holistic approach to looking at their insurance spend. Mm-hmm. What, what's that budget look like? And it's all about making sure you have all the right types of insurance. And yes, we care. We, we don't want more dollars slipping through the cracks than necessary in the form of insurance premiums. Yeah.
0: Life, li- you know, the, you got to have goals. In your financial life, you've got to be striving to reach those goals, but then you also need to have uh, play good defense and have some protection in place as well that's appropriate for your situation. So what about kids? What about kids? You know, college is back. You know, that's uh, that's old news. Kids have been back in school for over a month now. But what if something happens to them while they're at school? What if they're, they're in a car accident? What if their stuff is stolen or damaged? We're going to talk about that and listener questions coming up on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. When should your kids be on their own insurance? You know, off of mom and dad's policy on their own. And even a bigger question... When do you have them start paying for it? I'm going to ask Leanne those questions, (laughs) as well as some other things related to youthful drivers here uh, coming up. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard here with me at the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group and in the KFG Studios, insurance advisor, Leanne Davis, along with uh, Josh Gregory, as always. Want to say thank you to Bethel, College, adult, and graduate studies. There's some big news about Bethel yeah. recently. Soon to be Bethel University. Yeah, right. I think we're going to be talking about that more. So that's an exciting change. As well as, thank you, Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show. If you have any questions, reach out to us. You can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can call or text us, 574 222 2000. That's 574 222 2000. Or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, just search Wise Money radio. All right. Cost for insurance gets a ton of attention, and and I get it. I, I mean, if you don't really understand your coverage and don't really know what it means, you know what dollar signs mean. You know, you know what a thousand bucks costs through. So, so it, oftentimes we just we focus on price and we're saying, no, you need to make sure you have the right coverage first, right? But what are you smiling at, Josh? <laughs> uh,
1: okay. I, I pick up on every one of your little misspeaks., yes, that, uh, yes. as long <laughs> what as your thousand dollars
0: costs but, uh, <laughs> I, appreciate <laughs> whatever. I appreciate that. but what really, really? increases the price is having kids and yeah. having those kids start driving. So youthful drivers, we've got a couple of questions here, but that increases the cost pretty significantly. Leanne, is there anything that can be done when a child turns 16 or whatever age they get their driver's license? How do you, how, what advice do you give to help manage the cost? Well, the first
2: advice I give is encourage your kids to keep a be or better average in school. Good grades. Good grades are key. The discounts that they get for having good grades in school is phenomenal compared to not getting them. Yeah. Take driver's ed. Let someone teach them the rules of the road so they know. I know a lot of kids that didn't take driver's ed. And not that they have to, but it's another discount on your auto insurance if really? they do. I yes. just I thought you had to. You don't have to. I felt like you
1: had to Boy, when I was. My parents growing told
0: up. me I needed to. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, so they saw okay.
0: how you rode your bike. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So so how does the insurance company know that you've got good grades? So they,
2: they do request copies of their grade reports.
0: Does that come from you as the agent? Do you reach out and say, "Hey, give us"? Uh, give well,
2: us- when we first write it, yes, we ask for it up front. Mm-hmm. But all, every year they, as long as they're in school, every year they ask for it, and they'll just send. A client a letter saying please send us an updated awesome. grade report so they keep
0: an eye on it Yep. you know and don't
2: buy your kids a new car ah mm-hmm. i
0: wonder this is controversial i know because uh, you know that's your this is your princess this is your well, this, sure it is but it's
2: costing you a lot of money yeah. yeah there's only a couple of carriers out there that will actually let you rate the the children on the car that they actually drive The average person lets their kid drive the car that has
0: PLPD on it. Yeah. Most
2: carriers will rate them on the highest rated car.
0: Really? So you don't... You, some carriers don't let you pick. They don't a, let us pick. Wow. And PLPD, yep. for those of you, I'm not going to tell you what that means, but it's essentially just liability only. There's yeah, not There's, there's no, not a lot of other protection on no there. There's no physical damage right, coverage right. on
2: that car.
1: So I thought that was... Okay. I want to I make sure I caught that, though. Basically, what you're saying is most insurance companies will rate the child to, I'll say the nicest car, the most expensive car, car. could be mom or dad's Lexus or BMW, and uh, of course, um, boy, a, a youthful driver on that vehicle, that w- would be pretty pretty crazy hey, expensive. Hey, yes. hey
0: the, the family's making a new choice. We're all driving beaters. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're all driving station wagons with the wood on the side. Yeah. What about uh, what about defensive driving courses? Are those still offered? Um, when we first launched our insurance agency back in 06, we would do a couple of those um, in the summers, but I'm not hearing as much about them.
2: They Not a whole lot are even offering that anymore. It's a okay. question, but mostly it's for... Drivers have had issues. Okay. If you've taken a defensive driving course to help with those issues, yeah. Um, but not so much with with kids.
0: So here's what I did a couple years ago. I'd encourage you to do the same. And you know, my kids are young, so this isn't in response to the shock of seeing the premium go up with one of them being a driver. But I did that little doohickey that you can plug into your dashboard, and it monitors your driving because mm-hmm. it gives you a discount. I don't even know what it's called, but I've been recommending it to clients because immediately, ba- basically, with the company that I'm with. I plugged it in, and immediately I've got a—I think it was a twenty percent discount automatically. Really? But then, but then it monitored my driving, and so, <laughs> yeah. and and so you're I think I yeah. think I ended with a twelve percent discount, which is better than nothing. I would have—I I did argue, you know. I look—you get online, and you can see, okay, how am I doing with this discount? And it it tagged me for a um for a rolling stop and an abrupt stop and I don't know, maybe I'm just a terrible driver because those two things seem like no. oxy but those, those uh, I, they weren't Rolling they were, stop, that, that's a Michigan stop right? You're a Michigan boy. That's right. So one of it was going to pick up the kids and at one stop sign I guess I just kind of rolled right through and the other one it was like slammed on the brakes and they ding you for both of those things. Exactly. So wow. is, is that is that a good idea for youthful drivers? I mean that can be a new discount if you haven't done that before to help manage that price.
2: It is a good it's a very good tool for you, youthful especially youthful drivers because you know when they get their driver's license, they're cool and mm-hmm. they kinda kinda show off a little bit. Yeah. I they recommend I, it. For if you accelerate drivers. if
0: you accelerate too quickly, mm-hmm. they ding you for that. You know, rolling through through a stop sign, they ding you for that. Accelerating um driving
2: yeah. really late at night. Yeah. They they'll ding you for that. So hmm. so that but is some people are like, yeah, no. Okay. You're not gonna watch me.
0: <laughs> All right, so here, yeah, I do have a lot of people who have said, "No, that sounds like inviting Big Brother into right. into the car," and I'm just my yep. response is, "They're already there." Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Alexa is listening. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, add on to this question here. So, if their driving habits influence the price, their good grades or lack thereof influence the price, their accelerating too quickly, abrupt stops impact the price, when do you ask them to start paying for it? Because if it only impacts mom and dad's price, then what do they care? If right. they're getting a C average or they rolled through that stop sign, all of a sudden mom and dad need to pay more, what do they care? When, do you have a recommendation you ever talk about when should kids start paying for their own insurance?
2: I actually do. I always tell them by the time they're 18, they should be at least paying their share. I don't advise taking them off of their own and splitting them off on their own because they're 18, they still live at home, mom and dad is still responsible.
0: Is it more expensive to do that, to, to, to separate them? Yeah, or, yeah because usually? they're losing
2: the discounts.
0: The multi—they're mm-hmm. losing yeah. all the
2: discounts. That's so yes, absolutely more expensive to
1: to split them off. Josh, what do you think? When did, when should a kid start? Or when? What happened with you? How did you guys do it? Yeah, I mean, growing up, if if I wanted to drive, I needed to be able to cover the insurance. And then if I wanted to drive my own car, I had to buy it and put gas in it and maintain it and everything. And. um you know, I grew up in a family where driving was a privilege, not a right, Yeah. and maybe today's uh, kids are just so busy that it's actually helpful to mom and dad that they drive, mm-hmm. and so that's one way that they'll rationalize, well, you know, we as the parents will just pay for this and we'll buy the car because now they can drive the younger kids around or uh, they can get themselves to all their activities instead of being chauffeured. But at the end of the day, I, I think of this also as an opportunity just to instill certain values, work ethic and uh, the ability to manage some of your cash flow, manage your own expenses. So uh, to me, it's a value judgment as much as it is an economic one. Um, but you're right. I mean, there's coming a day when they are going to be peeled off of your insurance, and I, I wouldn't want that to be the first day they have that responsibility. Right. Um, you know, let, let them have the experience of managing this automobile expense while they're under your roof, while you can kind of help guide them instead of when they're off to college or even when they're out of college and into their own working
0: careers. Really quickly, Leanne, speaking of college, someone's away at school, even if they don't have a vehicle, they've got clothes, they've got stuff. Is that automatically insured under the homeowners or do they, does someone need to get new insurance? It,
2: it is if they're staying on campus.
0: Oh. If there's
2: a big difference. If they stay on campus, yes. Yes. It's covered under their parents. If they move off campus, which a lot of them do, not typically their first year, but their second year, they may move in with some friends in an apartment they need to get their own insurance because then mom and dad's is not going to cover them anymore. So
0: um, rental insurance, you know, what? we talked, we, we launched the show with what are the biggest mistakes people make. And and if you're renting, the biggest mistake you're making is you likely don't have renter's insurance. Exactly. And, and I was naive to that too until I started working here. And so anyway, we've got listener questions and a lot more here coming up with Leanne Davis and us here at Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran & Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Thank you so much for being with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KMG studios Josh Gregory and special guest, insurance advisor, Leanne Davis. If you've missed anything, we have talked about some really big issues relating to your home and auto insurance, biggest mistakes to avoid. How do you know what coverage you need when there are kids going off to college or all of a sudden kids get driver's licenses, make your insurance much more expensive. What can you do about that? If you've missed anything, every episode is on the YouTube channel. I'd point you there first. Just search Wise Money Radio on YouTube, subscribe to it, like it, share it if you would like to. Also, every episode is podcast, so wherever you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe to it there as well. Just search Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. That's Corehorn with a K. And lastly, every episode is also on the website, wisemoneyradio.com. So plenty of ways to catch up on what you've missed. We're jumping into questions from fans of the show that relate to insurance, since we've got the expert here with us, Leanne. First question from Kyle. Kyle's 42. From Mishawaka. Some friends of ours rented their house out for two Notre Dame football games and have put it on Airbnb a few times as well. My wife and I are thinking about it also, but what if the house burns down or they steal something? I like the idea of making a little bit more money, but I'm concerned about the risk what uh great what are question. your questions th- yeah great great questions it's happening more and more and my little subdivision you guys know we're talking animals and stuff today both Josh and Lee have funny <laughs> farms I live right in the <laughs> middle of a subdivision and yeah I mean the 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 first couple Notre Dame games of the year well, uh, yeah. our neighbors rented it out they rented their house out huh. right in the middle of a subdivision five miles from campus so so How does this work? Should someone be concerned about that risk? Yes, they
2: should be very concerned about that risk. Your homeowner's insurance does not cover that. Yeah. Um, However, I did find out that some of them will the first
0: time. Some homeowner's insurance.
2: They will cover them the first time for Mm. one time only. But after that, it's considered a business. Boy,
1: that sounds a little... You mean one rental only or one claim?
2: One rental.
1: Okay. Like if you did one weekend... Uh-huh. As an experiment of some sort,
2: right? Mm-hmm. And they'll let you, and they'll they will cover you. I, but after that, it's considered a business,
1: right? Mm-hmm. That so that's the issue, be, isn't it? Yes. And it's bigger than just Airbnb. It could be any kind of business home that Away, you're running.
2: Well, anything that you're running from your home, it's it's a business. Once you start renting, you're making a profit, uh-huh. so it's commercial. It's not that's your regular homeowners. Mm-hmm. Airbnb and HomeAway both offer. A million dollar liability policies through okay. their company. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, I don't know what their prices are, but. From what I've been reading, it's a lot cheaper to do that than write a commercial policy on your home.
0: Mm. Do you know, and and this is, uh, there are lots of them, I mean, even locally here, there's rent like a champion, which I like, Uh, it's a good play right there. So uh, anyway, um, but are there deductibles and such that if someone, you know, raids your closet, it's like, well, I guess that stuff's gone because I've got a thousand dollar deductible or don't you know? know? Yeah. Do Do you know? Are there deductibles on those Airbnb policies? Um, the ones, the oh, million. the Airbnb
2: ones. Yes, they are deductibles on them, and I think you can choose from a thousand up.
0: See, that's that's my thing. You know, a house burns down, or someone does something foolish, and and whatever. You know, the big stuff. I I guess I guess I would expect that that's covered. You'd buy buy the insurance. Buy, buy it. the in- right. insurance, guys. Right. Get the insurance. It's not worth the risk. But I don't know. I'm worried about my. I don't know. Someone just takes the takes the couch on their (laughs) way out, right? What do you do? I
2: think it's creepy.
0: Yeah. So I I love the idea. I've got one of my closest friends. He's done it a couple of times. We actually are going to see them tonight. Uh, I'll probably ask him. We
1: have a number of clients that do it. And, you know, the interesting factoid about renting out your house like this, you can do that up to 14 days per year and the income is tax
0: free. So so Uncle Sam tells you to do it. Yeah, I wonder with the popularity of Airbnb if Uncle Sam's going to change that ruling because that ruling's been around for as long as I've for fifteen years at least. Yeah. So, okay. So well, even I didn't know that even if it's not my taste, um, I mean, economically it makes a ton of sense. It really does. So if you're comfortable with the risk then I, I would encourage you, explore it. Talk to your uh, financial planner because your financial planner should help you with the tax consequences and should encourage you on what type of insurance to get, and they might even coordinate with your insurance advisor. But gosh, get get, get the insurance. Make sure you're covered. Yeah, get, get the insurance. All right, another great question here from Nick. Nick is 67, he's from New Carlisle. My father passed away last month, and I'm curious about keeping his house insured before we sell it. My guess is we won't list it for sale until the spring because there's still a lot to clean out, a lot of maintenance that needs to be done. That's that's pretty typical. Do I have to move the insurance into my name? And is there a problem since no one's living in the house right now? Ooh, ooh, those are. That's a couple questions in there. Yes. So. Uh, maybe it's circumstantial, but Leanne, how it, could you help?
2: That normally uh, homeowners insurance, especially when there's a death in the family, they'll stay on the policy for depending on the carrier, thirty to ninety days without you having to change anything. Okay. But after that, now he's talking about spring. We're talking.
0: Yeah, that's. It that could be six months, two months ten what? months, maybe.
2: He he need, we need to move it to a vacant homeowners policy. Mm. And we can help you with that here. We have a company that specializes in that. Um, If he's the power of attorney, then the policy would be written under his name as power of attorney since his father's passed. Mm. But they can deny a claim if it's vacant. It specifically says in a homeowner's policy, if it's vacant, they will deny the claim.
0: So you've got a little bit of grace period to clean up. Right, Yeah, a
2: little bit. Most of them are pretty flexible because of that but if it's 6 months then yes you need to change that policy to a vacant homeowners is what they call them
1: hmm. Hmm. so 6 months is the is the magic time frame though you're saying 3 now, months is the magic time or 3 okay yeah. uh what if he's visiting the property on a regular basis and you know he he's mowing the lawn he's shoveling the walks he's there maybe it's not daily but right. uh, is there a way to Consider it not be vacant because I'm assuming a vacant uh, home policy is going to be more expensive because a home that's not lived in that's being watched on a, a regular basis things could go wrong and not get caught as quickly is is the big issue right? right?
2: But it's still va- it's still considered vacant and really. On a vacant homeowner's policy, you don't need to insure personal property because it's probably mostly gone anyway. That's a good point. That's yeah. You know, you're uh-huh. maybe a stove, of a refrigerator, washer, dryer, maybe. Um, well, so you don't have to insure that part of it. So you insure the home and the liability to protect yourself.
0: Well, that that could be circumstantial, though. I mean, and, and if it's vacant because of a deceased individual, it may I, still have all the contents in. It. You know, that stuff is emotionally tough to get through. I tell clients. Yeah. Yeah. Knock. You know, take some time and bring the Kleenex box or two because going through that stuff is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And when it's hard and emotional like that, you tend to put it off. And so, yeah. I so make make sure you're talking to your insurance agent. Make sure wh- if you something check, happens. check with
2: them because, like I said, a lot of them are pretty um, lenient about mm-hmm. how long they'll let it stay empty.
0: How do you do this if you're if you're you know, you can't call the get-go or Flow and ask these questions. And so, guys, you know, we haven't said it yet. We're in the we're in nearing the end of the show, but you got to have an independent insurance agent. You yeah. have to. There's just, this stuff is just too it's just too complicated. Make sure you have what you need. But then the circ- the stuff that comes up in life, you're going to want an advisor who's an expert that you can talk to. Let me try and sneak in another one here that I know is near and dear to Josh's heart here. So Jen's 39 from Union. My husband and I moved to Michigan earlier this year from Indiana, and I'm shocked at how expensive the insurance cost is, I'm assuming the car insurance. Now that we're in a no-fault state, can I cut or reduce the other coverage limits so that the price is a little bit more affordable? No. No. <laughs> well can <laughs> you yeah, should you no. No,
2: you should not cut your you, change your deductibles if you need to, but Michigan to is notorious for being one of the highest rated States. I hear there.
0: You know there. I think there's some legislation they're trying to work on that because the 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 stats on no fault. I don't know. Talk to Casey. So listen to Casey Hendrickson show Monday through Friday from three to six because I, I'm assuming he's talking about the latest and greatest. He's in Michigan. Yeah, there's um, and there's actually bipartisan support for this. Yeah, has been for a couple of sessions now, but the latest bill seems to have a lot of support in both parties. To remove that no fault but but the big idea is when you when you have that sticker shock don't all of a sudden say cut everything right we got to reduce this
1: price you got to remember when you drive across the state line back into indiana the the uh, laws here prevail and you need to make sure that you're covered um, and have high liability limits when
0: you're driving in this state as well that's great that's great good stuff. Great questions. That is all the time we have. Leanne, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for inviting me. All right. So on behalf of special guests, Leanne Davis, Josh Gregory, myself, and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.